friends, and welcome to another episode of the Resilient Leaders Podcast, where resilience in leadership is not simply a good idea, it's required. I'm your host, J.R. Briggs, founder of Kairos Partnerships, a team of leaders who are committed to helping hungry leaders like you flourish and grow in your leadership capabilities. And we all know that resilience is needed in this season of uncertainty and intensity. In addition to serving as host of this weekly podcast, I lead our team, which offers coaching, consulting, teaching, training, and equipping of various leaders. But I am most passionate about us in our offering of coaching to leaders. Why? Because I believe that everyone in the world would benefit from coaching. Former Google CEO Eric Schmidt said that everyone needs a coach, and I couldn't agree more. I'm grateful to be able to lead our team of Kairos Partnerships and uh, full of highly talented and experienced coaches who are adding tremendous value to hungry leaders in a wide variety of fields around the country, business owners, vice presidents of colleges, faith leaders, entrepreneurs, athletic coaches, nonprofit ministry directors, and many, many more. And I'm absolutely convinced that you'll find value if you engaged in coaching as well. I'd love to introduce you to one of our coaches for an exploratory conversation about coaching and allow you to have a free coaching session with one of them. If this interests you, you can email me at jrbriggs at kairospartnerships.org, K-A-I-R-O-S, partnerships.org. You can see our website at kairospartnerships.org, or you can check out the show notes for more information. Well, a lot of leaders that we work with have been exhausted by the intensity and uncertainty of leadership, and they feel stuck, or it's tempting to just resort to doing the minimum, not because leaders don't care, but because they feel stuck and tired. Stuck, they don't have any new creative ideas, or they can only do what they know, or they're just too dang tired to think of something else. There's just too much going on. Now, this is understandable. On a previous episode, we've talked about the various studies that have been found that going on walks without your phone is incredibly beneficial for leaders who seek to be resilient and creative. Research shows people think more deeply, solve more problems, get out of a rut, gain perspective, and most likely generate new ideas. Now, I speak with confidence from firsthand experience on many occasions when I say over the past several years, I have been able to think more clearly, creatively, and with a keen perspective outside of my office, many times more than sitting at my desk. Now, let's keep exploring this idea of ideas. Where do great ideas come from? You see, there are several myths about how we generate new ideas. Number one, that many of us think we need to just sit down with a blank sheet of paper in front of us and just think hard and good ideas will just pop out of our heads. All we need is a blank sheet of paper and just try really hard. That's not often how ideas formulate. Conversely, sometimes ideas come to us spontaneously, a eureka type development. And people think that they that these moments just happen, that whenever the muse arrives, she arrives, and you can't force her to show up. Well, there are some times where ideas just pop into our heads, sure, but we can also cultivate practices and a posture that invite new and creative ideas to emerge in our lives. We can't always force it, and we can't just sit at the table and invite ideas to come over and sit down for dinner. Well, several years ago, I heard about the concept of keeping an idea journal. 
Now, it's not a new concept. It's been around a long time, and many great thinkers and leaders have kept an idea journal. Leonardo da Vinci, Marie Curie, Thomas Edison, Beatrix Potter. Lots of leaders throughout history have done this. Some people have an idea journal, but most of them are what I would call a passive approach to an idea journal. This isn't bad, but it's simply when an idea comes along, we just log it into our journal. And sometimes people have a literal journal. Other times they keep it in the notes section of their phone or they use Evernote or a Word document on their computer or whatever it might be. But I try to take a more active approach to an idea journal. It stretches me mentally, but I find it to be very, very helpful in generating new ideas. Here's the active approach to keeping an idea journal that I found to be helpful. I want to pass on to you. First, I identify a a journal that I call my idea journal, and it is solely devoted to ideas, nothing else. It's just that, a black journal that I use for this exercise. Second, I sit down and I write out 10 new ideas a few times a week. There was a season I was doing it every day. Now it's just a few times a week. And when I'm done, I put the notebook away until tomorrow or the following day. Now, sometimes I sit down and write out the first 10 ideas that come to mind. And that's good. But to be forthright, this can also be difficult. So I have to narrow my scope and focus and pick a particular topic. I have my idea journal in front of me on my desk right now. Here are some of the topics that I've chosen to write about recently on a specific topic. Ways to equip hungry leaders this year. Ways to bless our neighbors. New and creative ways to support and serve our church. Fun things to do as a family that we've never done before that don't cost any money. Concepts, beliefs, ideas or convictions that maybe I need to unlearn, things I should stop doing to be more rested, healthier, and more engaged, meals that our family hasn't eaten before, but maybe we should try. Or if someone donated to our organization a million dollars, what will we do with it to invest in leaders, leaders like you, or opportunities to truly bless and thank others for $10 or less? Or the names of people who need encouragement that I could text, call, email, or write a card to encourage them. Maybe future articles I could write uh, to equip others. Additional types of leaders in new fields or sectors that we haven't coached yet. Even potential topics for future episodes on this podcast. We've talked on this podcast about how we grow our resiliency muscle as leaders. Well, you can also train and grow your creativity muscle. In fact, I believe they are inextricably linked together. You see, here's the thing you need to know about sitting down to write out 10 new ideas. Here's how the process normally goes. Number one, the first three or four ideas are easy to think of. They just pop into my head. No effort, no problem. Second, the next three or four take a little bit more effort. And the final three or four on the page force me to reach. They stretch me to think in new ways. Sometimes I have to sit there for a few minutes and think really, really deeply. But this is a really important element, something that I think keeps people from truly brainstorming. I don't edit my ideas in real time when I'm writing them down. The moment I write down ideas and think, that's a stupid idea. I'm not even going to write it down. Or that's so unrealistic. That'll never work. What was I thinking? The moment I do that is the moment my creativity is squashed like a bug. I need to write it down anyway. Even if I think it's dumb, even if I think in the moment it will never work, I have to remind myself I can and I will edit later. And fourth, I set a reminder on my calendar six weeks out in advance to sit down with a highlighter and a pen and go through my list of ideas in my journal. 
usually takes me about 30 or 40 minutes. And it's only in that time that I do some editing. And sometimes when I edit, I look at it and think, yeah, that's not a very feasible idea to pursue in this season. And I scratch it off the list. Or that sounded like a good idea at the time, but after taking some time away from it, I'm not going to pursue that. Now listen, almost all of my ideas that I write down are terrible, laughable, and not feasible. Almost all my ideas never develop into anything actionable. Almost all my ideas are not worth pursuing. In fact, I would guess that only about 20% of the ideas that I write down have any chance of seeing the light of day in reality. But most of my ideas are D-U-M dumb. Very few are worth any serious consideration, but it is not a waste of time. I want you to think about this. If I write down 10 new ideas a day, that means that every week and a half, I have 100 new ideas I didn't have before. And if only two of the 10 ideas in a given day are slightly worth considering, that still means I have 20 new, good, worthwhile ideas worth pursuing every single week and a half. I'll take that percentage. Now, some of these best ideas, some of my best ideas have come in two ways. I read something and I wrote it and I think, yeah, that's a great idea. And I always try to flesh out why I think it's a good idea. There's got to be a good reason and rationale for it. And I always ask if this is the right time for this idea to be pursued. Second, there are times where I think number four won't work on its own and number seven won't work on its own. But if I combine number four and number seven and tweak it a little bit, I think I could develop this into a good idea. I make a connection and sometimes good things result. So leaders, I want you to try this for the next week and a half. Identify a journal to be used solely for an idea journal. Sit down and write out 10 new ideas a day. Don't edit, just write. Some topics may be what dreams you have for the next five years, or if you could give away a million dollars, who would you give it to and why? Or if you could uh, think of cr what creative ways could you bless and serve other people this week, or fun things you could do with your teenager to connect with them this month. Then set a reminder on your calendar for 10 days from now, and then sit down and comb through your ideas. Then take a highlighter and a pen and see what sparks fly. Circle the ones that are good. You'll build your creativity muscle, and in the process, you'll build your resiliency muscle too. As Ray Bradbury wrote, we never sit anything out. We are cups quietly and constantly being filled. The trick is knowing how to tip ourselves over and let the beautiful stuff come out. By the way, if you wonder if this activity is worth your time and attention to do an idea journal, I want you to know that you are reaping the direct benefit of my engagement in this idea of keeping an idea journal. How? Well, back in March 2020, I wrote down this idea in my journal, quote, start a podcast to equip leaders who are hungry to learn, grow, and adapt to this new reality that we're in, close quote. And the name of that podcast, of course, is The Resilient Leaders Podcast. Currently, I'm working on four projects that impact how and where I'm investing my time and pouring into leaders over the next several months and even the next several years. When and where did these ideas come from? You guessed it, my idea journal. So what ideas can you write down, leader, today that may result in impacting, serving, and benefiting others for good in the future? Well, thanks for joining me today. This podcast is produced by the dynamic Joel Bowen at On A Limb Productions. His services, including this podcast production, have been so helpful for me, and he's here to help you as well. You can visit his website at onalimproductions.com. For all your video and podcast needs, Joel is there for you. You can also check out the link in the show notes. Leaders, be faithful, available, teachable, and hungry. Keep leaning in and learning. And 
develop an idea journal. See what happens over the next week and a half and what might pop out. Have a great week.